It is a joy to be with all of you again. Today, I am just so grateful for this church and the way we get to love one another together. It's just pretty cool. It's just pretty cool. We talk about patience today. James tells us our brothers and sisters, count it joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect, complete, lacking nothing. Galatians tells us the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, and patience. We talk about patience or what is commonly referred to as long suffering. And this is the ability for us to endure circumstances without being provoked or losing courage. Our text is written by James, the brother of Jesus. He writes to a Christ-believing church that's being scattered across the nation because of persecution. Those that were publicly following Christ were being shunned, imprisoned, murdered, and martyred. James opens his letter to them who are afraid, frustrated, and persecuted by saying, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. And I'm sure they, like us, were probably a little confused and not so full of joy when we hear something like that. Patience is hard. <laughs> it's hard. It is difficult for us to be in a situation where our faith is tested through the trial of affliction. And we have been deceived into believing that in our Christian journey that we're never meant to experience hardship. Our bodies want to immediately leave any uncomfortable situation. We want to keep ourselves and our children away from any situation that brings any type of discomfort. And we can often believe that anything that is perceived as bad in our life is totally contrary to what God would want for us. There are moments in life we experience where we think, I must not be in the will of God because this moment in my life is so painful, so confusing, so difficult. God must not be in this at all. James says that we are going to encounter moments like this, moments that will even test our faith. I moved out here in 2018, a company I was working for, really excited about the job and get out here and everything just fell into place, man. It was just so beautiful. I'm like, wow, this is the will of God. I finally wanted to live in Colorado and here I am, have a great job, great place to live. And then COVID hit and my company got bought out and tons of us got laid off. And I thought I was going to lose everything. I was like, wow, this is it. And it took me like over four months 
to get something. And every application I put in, you know, I anointed it and prayed over it and sent it off and like, surely God, this is the job. Surely I won't be more than a week without something because you brought me out here. And if you did this, there could be nothing that would go wrong, right? <laughs> Finally, after four months, I get an interview and I'm on my way to the interview and my car breaks down on the way to the interview. And then I break my glasses trying to crawl underneath the car to figure out what is going on. And I couldn't help but say, God, if you love me, why would you let me go through this? Ah, 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 Brooks, why? The people James is writing to are fearing for their lives, and I can almost hear them asking in prayer, God, if we're doing the right thing, why would you allow this moment to come upon me? And if you did allow this moment to come upon me, why, why am I in this moment for so long? I'm sure all of us have had similar moments when we feel all of it just slipping away and the worst thing we ever could have imagined happening to us finally happens in the overwhelming fear of feeling of anxiety which is the lack of peace the feeling of fear which is the lack of joy and the feelings of anger the lack of love begin to cripple us yeah. in those moments all of those emotions all of those things are the exact opposite of love, joy, peace, and patience. And I believe, I submit to you today that I believe that these emotions come from the sudden realization that we are not in control. And that there are things happening in our lives that in all of our power, all of our strength, all of our strategy, we are still unable to change. Our relationship with time deceives us into thinking that we're in control of our lives, which causes us to destroy any fruit the Spirit would want us to be cultivating as soon as one thing we cannot control happens to us. All out the window. I'm fine, I'm walking in love, joy, peace, patience, as long as everything is going according to my plan, my calendar, and my watch. And then as soon as anything takes me off of that, I somehow lose all of this fruit. <laughs> I set my alarm, I set my calendar, I make plans, and then when the reality of life happens and the illusion that I have power to be in control of my circumstances is challenged, then I have a total breakdown and become unable to function. I'm saying to myself, I shouldn't even be here. What's going on? James tells us, come now, you who say today or tomorrow, We'll go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. 
What is our life? James says it's a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. He says instead we ought to say if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. A step in cultivation of patience is me being willing in a moment of difficulty and of challenge to admit that I do not control everything. To realize that everything will not always go my way and that if I give up my illusion of control over the life that I have given to God, that I will be able to produce something in my life in those difficult moments that is a reflection of the very character of our God. See, slowing down allows us to do deep work with the Father, or rather, slowing down allows the Father to do deep work with us. James tells us to know that the testing of my faith produces patience. When I, with love, joy, and the peace of the Holy Spirit, slow down, in a moment of hardship, instead of being angry and fearful, James tells me that it is guaranteed patience will be produced. Amen. He doesn't say, if, if I endure and slow down in this moment, maybe this will happen. No, James says, if I allow myself to allow God to do deep work within my soul, in the moments of difficulty, something will be produced out of that. This ability to endure without being provoked or losing courage. When my approach to hardship is to ask God to show me his will in what he wants me to learn in this moment, instead of rushing to get out of a problem, God is able to do deep work in my soul and I find the virtue of patience can begin to be cultivated in my life. Unfortunately, I don't have three quick ways to develop patience in your life today. What did Toto say? Hold the line. Love isn't always on time, baby. This, This stuff is a process. I don't have a quick solution for you this morning to develop this fruit. This only comes with time and our ability, ability and willingness to do things slowly. When I, with peace, release my will and release my life to God in moments of hardship, when I put my imperfect will into the perfect hands of God in the storms of my life. I can know that God will do something great that is for the good of his kingdom. If an animal is caught in a snare or a net, you know, sometimes these people that fish or whatever will catch something in the net that doesn't belong there. This wasn't what they were looking for, but it's caught up in it. And these animals will like be thrashing around, right? Like get me out of this 
But the more that they struggle, this happens like with sea turtles all the time. The more that they struggle, the more they get entangled and caught into this net where if they would just be chill, we could get them out with less harm and we could do it faster, right? And it's more safe. See, when I learn that God will safely deliver me from every trial, every circumstance can face the challenges that lie ahead of me with joy. I can hold my head high into the troubles of life because I know many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers me out of them all. When my body is tempted to want to rush and find a way out of trying times, I can instead choose to stand and wait and have joy because the Lord is near to those that have a broken heart and save such as have a contrite spirit. The Lord redeems the souls of his servants and none of those who trust in him will be condemned. When everyone around me wants me to worry and to take things into my own hands, to be mad at God because my because my life that I thought I was in control of is spiraling out of my hands, I can wait for the Lord to work in my life without losing my faith in him because I know that all things work together for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Give the Lord a hand praise this morning when I surrender my life to God in times of trial when I stop trying to tear my way out of the net that life has cast over me and allow God to show me his plan when I wait patiently for him in these moments of uncomfortability and listen to the still, small voice of the Father, it is a moment for him to cultivate within me patience. And I truly rest in God's hands. James says that I'll discover that I have everything I need. I'm in this moment of despair and I'm worried about loss. I'm worried about not being able to control the next step. But James tells me that if I allow God to do this deep work in me, he says that if I let patience to have its perfect work, then I will be perfect and complete and I will lack nothing. In those moments, we fear that we don't have what it is that we need to get through. And James is telling us, if I allow God to cultivate this fruit within me, I go in, in, instead of a moment of fear and anxiety and loss and worry, I can rest and see that God has already provided everything I need and I lack nothing in that moment. The only thing I'm lacking in those moments is my ability to be in control. <laughs> but in God, in our Father, we are complete. So many times we miss the opportunity to have joy in our life 
because we're so worried about the next thing, the next moment. We're worried about the next bill. We're worried about the next thing that's going to happen. James tells me that if I just rest in him, I will discover that everything I need, he has already provided, he already has given to me, and he is just allowing me to mature enough to be ready to grasp it. Like I said, I don't have three ways to share with you to quickly be a patient person. We can do things like when we're feeling stressed, do an audit of our body, find where we have tension, take deep breaths, all of these things. But the work of patience, I cannot produce. Every week we have heard that this is the fruit, not of Michael Ramsdale. This isn't my fruit. This is fruit of the spirit. And Paul tells us this fruit of patience comes from God. And James tells us that I must learn to settle my soul, as Jason was talking about last week. Having a settled soul, surrendering my control, and allow God by his spirit to do his perfect work in my life. And James tells us that if we do not have this and we want it, we need to ask there's so many things that I could do to try to be a more patient person, but I cannot produce it on my own. I must get in relationship with the creator and ask God to give me this fruit. The key to patience is surrendering our control to God and allow God to do his perfect work in every moment of my life. When we're training a, a pet or something like that, consistency is key. If I every time correct this dog when it's doing something I don't want it to do, and I do that every time with consistency, it learns. I, likewise, in every moment of stress and anxiety, need to train myself to settle my soul and ask God to do his work Amen. in my life. Amen. And if I just ask that sometimes and not other times, I'm going to have a struggle to produce Amen. this fruit. In the moments of embarrassment, I must let God work in me. In my sadness, in my joy, in all the challenges and triumphs, I must be willing to slow down and let God work so that his perfect work is established in my life. When I do this, I find that there, in the moments where I'm helpless, in the moments where I am hurting, I am still complete and lacking nothing. But I will never see that happen in my life if I'm always rushing and trying to get my way all the time, where I'm always just trying to run to bypass the next thing. I had a big transformative moment in my hiking journey. I, when years ago when my knees were better, it was always about the time on my mile. That's all I thought about. 
now is things snap, crackle, and pop. I have learned on the trail to enjoy the view. And my mile time has probably tripled than what it was five years ago. And there's people that won't hike with me anymore, and that's fine. That's fine. Why? Because when I'm on this journey and I see a beautiful Columbine, I want to just sit and look at it. When I go through and I see elk doing their thing or happen upon a moose out there, I can sit there and watch that for hours. The, 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 the next mile marker will be there. It was there before I started the trail. It'll, and I might not even get to that, and that's fine. Because in this moment, I have slowed myself down. And instead of thinking, getting to the finish line, getting to the next thing, conquering the next challenge, I've allowed to just sit and enjoy, have joy in the beauty of that moment. And there's something about that experience I can do. I'm doing trails that I did back then, and I just blew through. And now I'm seeing all sorts of beautiful things. And that is cultivating this sense of gratitude within my heart. And when I have a sense of gratitude in my heart for the moment and for the little things that God has given me, when I'm faced with a challenge or a trial, I can still look around and say, yeah, this might be a bad day, but look at all this beauty that he's given me. Look at this. Look at this beautiful thing. See, life wants to convince us to only look at the bad, to look at when things are not going our way. But in life not going my way, it's, it's a blessing for us that life doesn't go our way, I think. If life were going my way, it would be ridiculous. <laughs> Just ridiculous is all I'm going to say. Therefore, be patient, James says in chapter 5. Until the coming of our Lord, see how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. You also be patient and do not grumble against one another. There are some moments in life, and I hate to tell you this this morning. There are some moments in life that we cannot rush. There are some things that need to happen in our life that take the time it takes. And we can feel like we have a setback in life. We look at where we wanted to be and look at where we're at and we think, oh, I've given up time. It's, it's, it's an illusion. We serve a God who is created outside of time. The Bible says a day is like a thousand years. So if we want to put things in the context of time, we're not fully understanding who this God is. God is eternal. And so the work that God wants to do within us is an eternal work. It is not based upon the minutes on our watch or on our clock. God does not think that way or work that way. And I, if I'm going to have joy on my journey, need to stop forcing God into the calendar. 
I need to stop thinking, God, I only have three weeks for X, Y, Z to happen. And then I'm anxious and worried because I'm counting down the clock. God doesn't think that way. God wants to develop something perfect within us. And it takes the time that it takes. And if I settle myself and rest and, and enjoy the moment with God. See, because it, it, it's uncomfortable because these are moments where God really wants to speak to us and work within us. And that's one of the things that many times in our Christian journey, we're scared to death of. We're worried about what God will say if I'm quiet enough to hear him speak to me. But if I settle my soul and allow this sweet communion to happen, the Bible says that he places, prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. God, in the middle of a turmoil, God just wants us to sit with him in fellowship, in unbroken communion, so that he can do his perfect work. Prayer team can come up. Why should we seek after patience as this fruit? I don't ask for God to give me the fruit of patience so that I can be free from anxiety. I allow God to develop patience within me because God is patient. And as his child, I want to be more like him. Peter tells us we must not forget this one thing. A day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like a day. The Lord is not really being slow about his promise as some people think. No, he is being patient for our sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to come to perfect repentance. When I accept the fact that life is not always going to be easy, when I surrender my control to God, into God's timing, I am able to live in the present moment with joy. When I realize that I would be dead and gone if God had not been patient with me. When I realize what my fate would be if God had not been long-suffering, slow to anger when I realize the process of my sanctification is only possible because of the patience of the Father, then I develop a heart of gratitude that allows me to show love, joy, peace, and patience to myself and to everyone else that is around me. What should our response be in developing this fruit? James tells us, ask, ask. And in the moments where we just want to get out of this situation, ask God to show us his work. Ask God to show us his plan. Ask God to show me what it is he's trying to produce within my life so that I can live a victorious life. Father, we worship you. I ask, Lord, that in some way 
these words would have blessed your people this morning. We surrender the soil of our heart to you today. And we ask you to cultivate it and water it with your spirit that we might produce this fruit of your spirit with joy and with gladness. My only prayer, God, is that I want to love you more. I want to do more for you, my strength and my redeemer. Thank you for this time that we've had together around your word today. Bless it. Bless it. For the fruit of the spirit is 